This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. If you're listening today, it's Saturday. Saturday, absolutely. You're not driving to work? You're not doing any of that kind of thing? You you could be, I guess. I suppose. We're working. We're working. We're coming working to you every all day. day. Steelers practice, yeah. right? Uh, Steelers uh, held, hold their, held their night practice last night. It was quote unquote Friday night lights, but it was at mm. five thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, they Any turned, lights on. They had the lights on, but okay. I don't know that it was necessary. Friday early evening. Yeah, sort of lights. Yeah, kind of, but it changed things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, they were in pads. Mike Tomlin saying uh, yesterday that they'll be in pads again today. Oh, good. Uh, this will probably be the last padded practice this week, I would think. Until I would they... imagine if you travel Wednesday, play Thursday. Yeah, you probably take it a little more easy on them. On, on they're not practicing tomorrow. Yeah, they're not pra- no practice tomorrow. So Monday and Tuesday will be the last two practices before they play the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get the news yesterday that Troy Polamalu tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I was on the air with Adam last night when it happened. I'm so guessing that means he probably, probably won't go, right? I mean, that's what we yeah. were speculating as soon as it hit, you yeah. know, but um, I guess it's still a, an outside chance, but that's a real bummer. Yeah, I don't, I I don't see it say, happening. Right, getting yeah. on a plane across country and, you know, right. Yeah, I would assume not. So I would imagine uh, Polamalu's uh, Hall of Fame speech will now be taped. Okay. Um, and he won't be there, which is a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Guys I mean, waited two years for this uh, moment. And <laughs> right, right. And with respect to all the, the guys going in, there's a lot of Steelers going in this year, of course, and I'm not taking a thing away from them. Troy's the headliner. Yeah. I mean, we, we can you know, sugarcoat all you want. Well, he's but... the headliner on, on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Sunday, I think, is the headliner's Peyton Manning. I, I mean, of the Steelers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of yeah, the Steelers yeah. going in, I think he's the headliner. You know, I think Peyton Manning's, yeah, of the whole weekend. So how do they do that, by the way? There's so many guys going in because last year was a massive class before we even knew what COVID was. Well, they split was. it into two days. Okay. Saturday the, the, is the day for the for the uh, centennial class. Yeah. Okay. And they've already put in – they've already inducted – like Bill Nunn is already technically a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. They had a little ceremony a couple of months ago for the guys who are no longer with us. Okay. Um, and, and put them in. So um, they won't have any sort of speech or anything. Uh, no, no. I mean, yeah. obviously can't have a speech. Well, I know they wouldn't, but like their sibling, I mean, their daughter or son or something wouldn't say anything on their behalf. Yeah, I don't believe that's okay. going to happen, um, you know, just to shorten the day up yeah, a little bit. A... But I'm sure they'll, you know, replay some clips of what was said about them and those mm-hmm. kind of things. And, cool. Um, but, yeah, so, it, uh, you know, the we'll see how the, the Hall of Fame handles that. Uh, should be somewhat interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would um, imagine you're going to try to limit the speeches to – a certain time frame, at least. And there's a lot of people who need to talk. Yeah. Um, but uh, so practice last night, uh, they did backs on backers again. Good. Uh, Najee Harris moved up in weight class a little bit. <laughs> they, uh, instead of, you know, going against uh, Marcus Allen and Robert Spillane, as he did the first day uh, on this, it was Jameer Jones, who's a 255-pound linebacker. Yeah. And Alex Highsmith. Thumper, yeah. Um, Highsmith was a star of last the first, practice. Yeah. Right. Needless to say, he didn't fare as well. Okay, <laughs> uh, but Mike Tomlin wasn't uh, wasn't all that displeased with it. He said, "Look, he, you know, we we bumped him up in weight class. He, you know, you don't often see running backs blocking 
edge defenders. Edge defenders, right, yeah. Starting edge defenders. Yeah, right. and he said that uh, you know he was willing and and uh, you know stepped up in there and and uh, battled those guys. He didn't win, but he battled them. I mean, hearing that, shouldn't we be saying Alex Highsmith might be good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the the other, the, the, the other side of the coin here. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's the kind of practice it was because. Um, the Steelers had three interceptions yesterday. Really? Um, two of them coming against uh, Mason Rudolph. Okay. But the guys who picked him off were Minka Fitzpatrick. Good. Who jumped in an out route. I mean, he came flying in right. from the middle of the field and, and picked it off. Did Minka things. Yeah. And, and the other one was, uh, you know, a fade pattern in, in seven shots that uh, James Pierre picked off. It was underthrown. Right. Okay. But he still made the pick. Didn't go to the ground and then returned it. For a touchdown. Yeah. So. Some, Something. You know, and, and Tomlin talked about that after. He said, you know, in, in these kind of situations, he was asked if, if three interceptions was enough. My, uh, our, our colleague Mike Pursuit asked him, is three interceptions in a practice enough for your defense? Because it's never enough. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to say enough, you know, enough when it comes to turnovers. Right, 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 right. He said, by the same enough. token, when we're going Steelers on Steelers, you look at that on, from both sides of the coin. Yeah, right. And you say, you know, when the defense is, is forcing turnovers, you start talking to the offense about, hey, we got to do a better job protecting the football. Sure. You know, being more cognizant of, of, of what we're doing there. And then, you know, if the offense isn't turning the football over a lot, then you start riding the defense <laughs> a little bit. Hey, hey guys, right. where Nobody are the turnovers can win at? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as you know, it gets pretty competitive between the coaches and – Sometimes they fire back at each other too, and you know when it. it I really noticed that at the college level too, because I mean there's a lot of kids and a little yeah. more emotion too. Um, but I mean, our head coach at college, Walt Harris, pretended to be partial, but he was so offensive it was insane. I mean, he was all the play <laughs> caller on the offense and all that. But I mean, that's what you want to see. I mean, to me, the story of everything you just reported there was is Highsmith again. You know, yeah. I mean. I don't know what else he did the rest of practice. I was on the air with Adam. Um, but I want him beating Najee Harris. I want him beating every rookie back that he lines up against one-on-one this year. You know what I mean? If yeah, they're going to leave Highsmith one-on-one against a rookie running yeah. back, he better win. Consistently beating Dan Moore and doing those kind of things. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what you want to see out of Alex Highsmith. It'd be a red, it'd be a red flag if he wasn't, to right. be honest with you. Yeah. It's not a red flag for the rooks. No, I, I, I think, you know, when – uh, when the Steelers signed Melvin Ingram, and we heard this throughout the offseason. I actually asked him about it uh, right after the draft um, when we talked to him on a Zoom call. I said, you you know, there were a lot of national reports saying, predicting the Steelers were going to draft an edge rusher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, did you see those and, and what did you think of me? Because, yeah, you see them because, you know, you're human. You, yeah, you sure, see, sure. You, you see don't live under a rock. Yeah, you know, Steelers need to draft an edge rusher. They lost Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. Well, they drafted him last year to replace Bud Dupree. People forget this team has a plan. I mean, they have they have a very long-term view of the roster and how to build it, and have been doing it pretty well for a long time. I yeah. think they know what they're doing, and they did take Roche. I mean, it's not like I they, thought he wasn't going. They the didn't ignore the position, so. right? 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 Um, but they 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 view Alex Highsmith as their starter there, right? And he showed. I mean, he got a chance to do it. Yeah, in last it's not year. like it. Not, yeah, that that's the thing. It kind of total unknown. It, it's not like he didn't play at all last year. That, that was kind of like when I was like, I kept reading all the the off season stuff. Like, you know, they need to draft an edge rusher. We talked about it on the show. Like, sure, they're not going to do that. No, no. Um, they had a lot of other needs. Yeah, they had they had other needs that were more pressing. Right. 
than drafting a guy who you know would compete for an edge rushing job, sure. which is what he would have done. Um, if they're gonna draft someone high on defense, who's gonna be a linebacker next to Bush or a corner? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's looked what he's looked good. And the last couple, the last two days, we, we've seen Mason Rudolph. Um, Let's get to Rudolph in a second because I want to stop you real quick because okay. you mentioned Ingram. I haven't seen him in a Steeler uniform live. What are your impressions of him on the hoof and watching him in practice? And there's there, I mean, he can still play. Yeah, there's I, not a doubt in my mind. I mean, his his spin move is is still legit. Legit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a legit NFL player. I mean, he stands out in yeah. that regard. Like he's he. I mean, you can tell right now he's a good player. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. you can see that. So, you know, I, I think they have three solid edge rushers there. We still haven't seen T.J. Watt practice, but we know right. he is. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I think you know, and then and, and then you see you know Pierre getting Pierre's gotten a lot of snaps. Uh, they've been very judicious with their use of Hayden in this camp. It sounds like a lot of the veterans. They're being careful. Yeah, they, they, the stars. Yeah, they're not going to play in the in the Hall of Fame game. No, right. you know, you're getting these other guys as much playing time as possible. Those, those guys will have. They'll still have a month after the Hall of Fame game until week one. To get until week one, you can. Yeah, there's a lot of preseason, I guess. To yeah, play. the rest of the league hasn't even started yet. Right. So yeah. you know they're kind of easing these guys into things, and and you're also getting some of the younger guys valuable snaps. Yeah, I guess um, the rest of the league hasn't even had a padded practice yet, other than the Cowboys. That's what I mean. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So but yeah, that, I mean, they're still tomorrow, maybe or the next couple of days. Yeah, so you know, you're you're still ahead of the curve here, and um, using these practices to get these young guys a lot of snap. Like Dan Moore's lined up every snap with the first team offense on at left tackle. See, I think that's a great sign. You know, yeah. we're excited about you. We want you to. You always tell kids again. This is sort of a college thing too. If you're not getting attention. You're in trouble. Yeah. If you're getting yelled at all the time. People care about you and have hopes for you. You know what I mean? I'm not even saying Moore's getting yelled at, but they're seeing what they got in this youngster. Maybe he's a future starter. Maybe he's that sixth lineman right away. I mean, I think there's a uh, that's a nice path to getting early playing time. I've warmed up to that pick a lot. Not that I disliked it ever, but I think he's going to help this team in his rookie contract. Yeah, there, that oh, point, the, yeah. yeah there, I don't know. think there's any doubt about that. And the thing about it is, is you, you throw him in there. You know, Chuksakorafor hasn't practiced yet, mm-hmm. and people. Well, he's not an established guy. Well, he started 15 games last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, it's not like he's he's switching sides though. But that's his natural side. It is his natural side. I, I'm know. sure you heard this, but we and I, you and I haven't talked about it. But we replayed the clip from Kevin Colbert last right. night saying, "Hey, if Banner and Chooks were fighting for the left tackle job last year, we think Chooks would have won it. That's his natural side. He's yeah. more comfortable there. But we had Al, so." I mean, I'm putting words in Kevin's mouth, but Chooks kind of played out of position for us, and we under, we recognize that. And now we got two guys in their most comfortable spots, and Banner won the right tackle job a year ago. I don't know. I, I like the way that Kevin phrased that. Saying, yeah. You know, and yeah. traditionally, your right and left tackle, your left guy's the more athletic guy, mm-hmm. and your right tackle is more the masher. And that's 100% true, and that would fit these two players without yeah. question. But it's more comfort to me in this day and age. You yeah. know, which which side do you think you're better at? You know, or you're more comfortable at? And I bet you would say left, and Banner would say right. Yeah, I think I'm, I think that will be the case. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Banner has said right. So sure, sure. <laughs> um, you know, so they're finding out some things about some of these young guys. But uh, you know, Mason Rudolph. Um, I, I noticed this. I know people were looking at the the interceptions, the failure, like. Thursday's practice. They they ran the uh, 
the hurry-up offense, a two-minute offense. Mm-hmm. And both Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins were given an opportunity to run that. And Rudolph got the team down to the three. They ran out of time. It was questionable. Like they, they, they threw a, He threw a pass to Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. at the three with they, – they ran the play from the eight with 15 seconds left. And Minka Fitzpatrick comes up, and they're not they're not live tackling in the drill. Right, right, right. And he kind of does the you know they, they, the little thump up of. Uh, Wolf uh, described it yesterday as he kind of rugby tackled him a little bit, made sure he didn't get out of bounds or yeah. to the or or the end zone. You yeah, know? which was kind of breaking the rules of the drill. And then he flicked the ball away or something too. And it's not like refs are gonna. You know, the, the clock's ticking. Smart yeah. play by Minka. Oh, sure. He but, you know, right. 15 seconds left. Tomlin's point was you got to throw it, you know, try to get the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Or get the ball to, or the, out of bounds or get or, the, ball right, to the edges right. instead of throwing to the middle of the field. Because I thought they got back up to the line of scrimmage with one second left and spiked the ball. But okay. Tomlin ended the drill. Like, okay. no, okay. So it was a learning moment for, for Mason Rudolph. Uh, he did it on purpose, of course. Yeah, right, he right, said right. after the practice, we gotta, we got to know with, you know, the, t- the clock there that mm-hmm. you can't throw to the middle of the field. you got to try, you know, make a play for the end zone. It also sounds like there's an argument to be made. Well, maybe Juju should get in. Well, and that's that's <laughs> the know? thing that you'll never know is right. that, does he fight through attack? Well, you know, Ben Roethlisberger made the same play or a similar play against the Ravens on Christmas Day a few years ago, and Antonio Brown gets into the end. That's, that's the end not zone. the right. smart play to make in that situation. But sometimes Throw the ball. all you got. And it's the last play of the game. And, right, you, right. you know, or if if Antonio Better Brown doesn't get seats. in, game's over. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. And I'm sure if you ask Rudolph, he would be like, "That was me that screwed up." But he might make the same play again if there's. You trust your guy to try to get, yeah. you know make a play and get into the end zone. The big strong receiver, right, yeah. right. Um, and and you know by the same, and then Haskins is out there working against the twos, and the the defense is in cover two. Um, he throws a ball down the side, like I mean, Rico Bussey could not have been more wide open. Really. They were as they were in a cover two. He released out into the into the uh, into the, the the hole in the cover two. Yeah, yeah. But the safety never got wasn't when the ball was thrown was still twenty yards away from. Oh him. wow! Didn't read it at all. Yeah, didn't understand the assignment. Or, or right. You know, they overloaded the other side. He just didn't. You know, he's a young. It was uh, uh, um, Trey Norwood, mm, okay, who was the closest guy there, and, and it was an easy touchdown. And then yesterday. Um, Haskins didn't throw any interceptions, and Rudolph throws you know the two interceptions okay. again, working against the first team defense. Of course, right? It's a lot difficult, a little more bit different. Assignment, right? Um, you know, and now people are saying, well, could you know Dwayne Haskins beat Mason Rudolph? Rudolph out for the number two job? It would take a lot more than that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. I also noted yesterday as as I'm watching. It sounds like Haskins has looked good. He's been fine. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, been, yeah. he's made some throws and he's looked good, but. Like seven shots, his first rep is a you know they have Mason Rudolph throw f- two fades, one to Claypool which he completed mm-hmm. for a touchdown, the other one on the other side to Deontay Johnson which got intercepted. Yeah, oh, okay. Haskins, his first snap is a an inside screen to the tight end that's an easy touchdown. Okay, not a difficult, not a difficult throw. throw. Right, right. His second throw is a throw to the flat to not to to Benny Snell. I don't know if that's the the initial read on that or sure, not. Maybe Probably he not. Down, it wasn't there, but, but he missed him. You know, so you have to kind of it, it goes back to the Kent Graham Cordell Stewart <laughs> yeah, that's battle, a great conversation, camp battle, right. where Stewart was was throwing the ball down the field a little bit, and you guys were all charting 
yeah. He was well, seven Ken, for ten today. Ken Graham yeah, was right. sixteen of eighteen. Yeah, but they were all easy throws against like, no, against air. It was dumb. Yeah, he was dumping the ball down all the time. So, yeah. uh, you know, let, Mason Rudolph is still the number two guy. And they probably want Haskins to get an easy touchdown. You know, get his confidence get, going. Get the confidence. Get, get some right, things right, going right. there. Yeah. Design, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds promising. At least Haskins is looking like he belongs. Yeah. Good. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Josh Dobbs had a pretty nice practice yesterday, too. Did he? Although, again, he's running against the threes. Yeah. He sure. also threw an interception, but he made a couple of nice throws in the, in the back okay. of the end zone, Pre-season too. Preseason quarterbacks will be fun. Yeah, I mean, I, they got three guys that are capable. Yeah, probably going to be in the league. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll hear from Mason Rudolph in the next segment. He oh, is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, after practice, when, when uh, again, the seven shots uh, took place at the beginning of practice, mm-hmm. uh, Mason Rudolph grabs Deontay Johnson, and they go down and they throw that fade pattern oh, really? about uh, ten more times after practice. The just, one that got picked off. The one that got picked off. Join us late. Yeah. And, and so uh, we then talked to Mason Rudolph after practice um, and, and he talked about you know that play in particular and 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 things that happened and you know why he did that. Um, you know Mike Tomlin was asked about. It and he says, "Well, that's you know that's what's necessary. You're, you know, that's being a professional. Yeah, uh, you know, right, right. Grabbing, I mean, you know, doing that, those kind of things. That's what makes you a professional." So Peyton Manning was known for that. It, yeah, right. Know, I mean, him and Marvin would run a million out routes, and then the next day a million comebacks, and you know yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Let alone if there was a mistake in practice. That's the thing about. Mason Rudolph that has struck me in his his four years here, um, he takes this very very seriously. I've noticed that too. I mean, I mean it really it, stands out. I mean, the, the kid works. He's constantly throwing the football. I noticed even his rookie year when he was the third guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Any time that he, you know, they would be doing special teams drills or you know they whatever. If he wasn't involved at all in the in the whatever practice part, you know, portion of practice they were doing. He had somebody throwing, working on different yeah, routes yeah, yeah. and things he of that nature. Stand around. No, and, and that's not always the case with with young no, players, no. You know, I mean, or e- anybody really. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with not doing it either. I right. mean, and a lot, there's a lot of work throughout the course of the day. It's not to the end of the world to you know shoot the breeze with your buddies or talk about golfing after practice or whatever too. You know, when there's a little time and, and standing uh, around the water cooler. Yeah, exactly. It, but I have noticed that he's very serious. Um, I forget who you used the word professional about last segment. Um, somebody we were talking about, he's a professional. And I think Rudolph is Yesterday a professional. Yesterday with uh, Vince Williams. Oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. All these days have kind of yeah. run together a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we talked to Mason Rudolph after practice. Uh, here's what Mason had to say. We were getting that. Yeah, there's, there's things every day. You know, not necessarily say every day, but there's things that you want to work on through camp and grab guys, pull them aside for those extra reps. Um, right tonight, it was just a fade, working on the timing, working on a landmark, and, and meeting him there with the ball. So, just little things. At this time of year, it's a lot of fun. Was that the play you ran on seven shots? That was the play. That was the play. Was that a great play by 42? Uh, you know, a little bit. You know, he made a great play on the ball, but I got to put it, you know, where it belongs on the back pylon and let let him make a play. 
coming off the field, do you feel like you guys got what you wanted to accomplish right there at the end? Do you feel like you're in a better place than you were in the I think uh, every day you're trying to come out here and, and become a better player than you were when you stepped on the field. And uh, I think we've had a, we've had a, a good camp so far. Guys are making plays. Guys are uh, maturing. We've got a, you know, some, some a lot of veteran players and a lot of young players. And I think the group's meshing well together. And uh, I, th I think you know, eight nine practices in, we're heading in the right direction. So. Mason, as a quarterback, what do you like about the package with, with 26 on the field and maybe the slaughter at the end? Yeah. Yeah, Ant Mac. Ant Mac is a he's a versatile player. He's 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 learning a lot of different spots. He knows he knows um, he's he's very versatile, very versatile player. And, and uh, you know credit to Coach Canada for putting him in different spots, knowing his skill set and letting him make plays in different areas and keeping the defense you know on their feet. Mason asked for Matt Canada, how's your transition going? Great. I think um, you know I think uh, having the you know the familiarity with Matt and his style from last year carry over um, you know there like I said there's some new things um, a little little bit of a learning curve in the spring but I think um, most everyone feels pretty comfortable with with you know his his style his offense you know what what we have in and now it's just about kind of getting better you know he, he's, he's very big on what you know we're gonna run what the players are good at and so um, he's he's asked the quarterbacks to hey give him a menu of you know, plays that you like, and he, he really does a great job of, you know, scripting things that we like to run. So, we, you know, we appreciate that as a quarterback. So that's yes. Yeah, every day, he, you know, we're, we give him feedback, and, and he, he likes that, and it's, it's a, you know, been, been a good relationship. Makes an entire, entirely new offensive line. Can you provide any insight into this group? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, young, younger guys, uh, but they're hungry, and, and they, uh, you know, they, they've, they're hard workers and, and, they've, and they've done a great, you know, they've done a good job, uh, you know, picking up the offense in the spring. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the things that Matt does, I think, are maybe going to, you know, help us in some of the, you know, the inexperienced areas we have, getting guys in the right spots. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you look at guys like, we've got guys that have starts under their belt, you know, Chook, Spanner, you know, B.J. Finney, there are some veteran guys, uh, despite losing a lot last year, but uh, we feel good about the group. Mason, even though you got a lot of veteran returning depth at wide receiver, familiar names back from last year, like some of the guys off the radar, like Sexton and Bussy, they've been making a lot of plays. You've been impressed, even though there might not be a lot of depth chart room, but these guys have been flashing the way they've been flashing. Yes, they have. They've, they've been making plays every single day, and um, you know, young, the young receivers, especially guys that we hadn't seen a whole lot of, you know, the Anthony Johnsons, the Cody Whites, they've been doing a great job making plays for us. Mike Tomlin said the other day that every position is open. Do you still view yourself as the number two guy, or is it more of a competition between you and Dwayne and Dodds to back up? Listen, you know, every single day, you know, you come out here, you, you, football is all about competition, and uh, that's the beauty of the sport. Um, I think when everyone's playing great, it, it raises the level of competition. Coach Tomlin talks about, you know, iron sharpens iron all the time, and uh, we view it the same way. Coach Sullivan's done a good job. You know, bringing us along, teaching us. It's great to have a quarterback coach um, who's, who's you know detail oriented, and um, we are uh, just taking it one day at a time and, and trying to improve. What have you learned about Dwayne, and how is he pushing you in the quarterback room? Uh, you know, Dwayne's done a good job coming in, you know, into a to a new uh, new environment, new new facility, new teammates, and to uh, you know you know study hard and learn the offense and, and do a good job of coming out here and competing with Josh and Ben, ben and um, 
like I said, it's it's a, it's a great it's a great quarterback room having all those different guys that, that all have NFL experience. You know, obviously, uh, Hall of Fame all, you know, experience is one thing, but you know, the rest of us um, really enjoy working together. Mason, can you walk me through a little bit that that Minka pick? It looked like you were trying to hit on the real route. Yeah. Deontay was kind of open on the over. What were you kind of reading on that coverage, that progression, to really look at that? Was that just a practice thing where you were just trying to fit into a tight hole? What were yeah. you reading? Deontay was actually in the flat. He was a check down. And so um, on that particular play, yeah, you want to have that one back. That's always one that you, you probably got too greedy, wanted to force the ball, was too confident to go down the field. And really, you know, check the ball to Deontay there in the, in the flat and let him, let him get, you know, get what he can get. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mason. That was Mason Rudolph after practice on uh, Friday night. A um, lot to say there, a lot to digest. Yeah, talking about the, the you know the play in particular where he underthrew Deontay Johnson, uh, but you heard him talking about Matt Canada in, in the in the offense as well, and how you know yeah it was uh, uh, it was different in the spring, but now they're kind of getting a, a hand on yeah on everything. And first of all, he always comes across really well, well spoken. You know, thinks about what he's saying, understands the media responsibilities and sides of it. Was probably coached up at Oklahoma State as the big man on campus too, yeah. and has dealt with that for a long time. That always stands out to me when I hear him. And uh, you know, young players, I always like to park it. You know, just kind of see how they handle those situations. Well, it was different. You know, I, I can remember, like and, you bring that up at like Land. I'll never forget the first time Landry Jones held a press conference, and he was the starter. Okay. Roethlisberger was hurt, and Landry Jones gotcha. was going to make his first career start. And we, we, there were a bunch of us gathered around his locker. They, they had us move out to get him away from his locker. So we're kind of out in the middle of the, of the, uh, the, the locker room. Yeah. And there's kind of a circle. I always position myself off to the side, or you know, even kind of behind. Okay, not because I don't. I don't have a camera. I don't need to. You don't need to be right. I don't need to be right there. Face. Unless the right, TV, right, right. the TV cameras are in the front. Makes sense. So every time somebody asked Landry a question, God love him, he would turn around to face that person. Okay. So he was basically spinning in circles the entire yeah, – and yeah, all yeah. the TV cameras right. are in the front, right. and he's turning, and he's – I mean, he, he did a complete circle like three times with the, with the questions because somebody on the right would ask something, then somebody on the left, and yeah. he would turn around, and somebody behind him would ask a question, he would turn Which, around. So if, <laughs> if 10 of us are sitting around the keg, that's fine. Yeah. But there's not cameras involved, you know what I mean? <laughs> I bet that was a little awkward. Like, you know, it had never been coached up. Yeah. You know, the poise and, the, you know, those type of things. That stuff's important. I mean, it's it's you know, easy to dismiss. And, hey, if you can't throw a football and you can't play quarterback, none of that stuff matters. Right. But it does, you know, when you're an NFL player. Um, you're talking about Canada's offense, though. I bet he likes it. You know, yeah. uh, the ball fakes and, you know, I, I think he's it's a It's a lot of the same player. stuff that he did at Oklahoma. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Same thing for Haskins. Same thing for Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, for question. these guys, this is like... This is what we did well, guys. Yeah, this you is know, what right. we did in college. This is why yeah. we were high picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haskins in particular, I hadn't thought about Haskins. I mean, that Ohio State offense... You know, there's a lot of motion and the Paris Campbells of the world. They always have that type of receiver that you can hand the ball to and the jet motion guys. And no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I asked him about Anthony McFarland. You heard you heard there. Mm-hmm. Anthony McFarland broke off a, about a 50-yard run yesterday I'm in a live tackling him. drill. In a live tackling drill. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, it was working against some of the twos and threes. And that's just where, they, you know, Cam Hayward Still. didn't practice and, and some of those guys. Still, they hit it. Yeah, and, and I and I'm I, sure you saw the juice. 
Doesn't you saw the juice, and I right. thought it was. I thought it opened up because of the pre-snap motion that they did. Okay. Um, they had. I think he can be a real benefactor and a real help with all that. Yeah, they had a tight end and a fullback on the field. Okay. And they both went in motion, and they both went to the wing. Hmm. Okay. What, so it was what, like an overload. The, the, no, the tight end was on on the left side. The fullback Derek Watt was on the, the right side of the okay, formation. Okay. So they were the wings on those two sides. Then they ran the play to the left. It was like a little counter to the left. Watt came across the formation and and and, op- like and went like through the hole and led and led him through. It was almost okay. like a pulling guard. And I thought they can that run. I mean, obviously that's yeah, a long way to go. The the inside linebackers were Buddy Johnson and Marcus Allen. And I thought this, the pre-snap motion kind of got them out of position. If it gets them just to take a false step, I mean, like, we say this stuff all the time. I mean, if you're a linebacker, even with pre-snap motion and the players reset, I still have to align properly. You know, right. I, 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 I take my two steps. I think that's right. But even if you're half a step off, like, was it two days ago we had Jerry, you were interviewing Jerry O., and he was talking about Bush getting beat by yeah. Harris in the right. end zone. A half a st- like he's like one and step. Jerry killing him. He's like he was a half a step too deep. Yeah, you know, like that's a matter. half a step. <laughs> half a step too deep. I mean, what is that? You know, twelve inches or something? Yeah. You know, twenty inches. And the Jerry O, that's a big deal because all your angles and you know, Jerry O made a living like that as a as a player. So if you can get Buddy Johnson or whomever, I mean Patrick Queen. To reset, and they're a little off their 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 if, spot. If, if your you coverage know, I mean, responsibility is the is the tight end and that fullback, mm-hmm. and they they split out to the to the wing on the formation, mm-hmm. as the inside linebacker, you're going to take a step that way. Did I go too wide? You know, yeah, and then right. all of a sudden the guards got an angle on me and smash, and there goes McFarland. And that's you know, exactly like, what happened because they kind of they left the middle of the field a little more open than it probably should have sure. been for a running play. And right. Right. You know, all it took was Watt coming through there, getting the seal block, and Anthony McFarland's down the sideline. Off the races. Yeah. So my impression of it, you just talking it through, most backs would have had a nice chunk gain there yeah. because of the scheme, because of the blocking. Right. That being said, this guy's got juice. Yeah, And right. he can take it 50 where others would All he's got to do is make one guy miss, and, right, and right, it's, right. it's trouble. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> intrigued with, with McFarland. I mean... I, I like the way that they're using him. Another play... Um, you know they had him. He's been lining up on the. He's been lining up in this slot a lot, okay. and been that jet that jet sweep motion guy. Right, right, right. They've handed it to him a couple of times. Yesterday they they. Uh, he's he's booking behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, Josh Dobbs flipped him a pass out of the backfield. It was like one of those little flip passes mm-hmm. out to the edge. He made a guy miss in the backfield, and got in for it was a twenty yard touchdown. That he wow. just beat everybody else down the sideline. The one thing I expect out of him, just almost as. That stuff aside, which is really intriguing, because you also mentioned he's been on the field with Harris, which yeah. I think is intriguing. They're, they're doing a lot of two running back things with, with both of those guys. One thing I didn't like when I saw him as a rookie that I hope changes itself with experience and comfort, there was a lot of dancing, you know, there was to, to go nowhere, you know. Yeah. Ah, look at this, blah, 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 and his feet's he, not going anywhere. He, you know? he said, we talked to him earlier in the week, he said the one thing that he, you know, he's worked on is being more patient. Good. And, it looked like he was. He was. He says, "I can't look. His pants, I know? can't look to. You know, I'm looking for the home run every time when I get the ball last mm-hmm. year. Just take what's there. Yeah, know? and you're not going to fool a lot of these tacklers too. Yeah. Oh, look at this over here. I'm going to go over here. You know. Yeah. It, it, it's. Yeah, I, I think he'll learn that. Yeah. So I think he can be a weapon this year. I do too. Yeah. So we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. 
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, uh, yesterday the news broke that uh, Carson Wentz might need surgery on his foot. Out indefinitely. Out indefinitely. The, the, the Colts are saying that it doesn't uh, look like it's going to be a long period, but mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, you know, they go in and start uh, operating on stuff. You never know. And foot sure. injuries, you know, is it a... Uh, they just said foot. I yeah, mean, is it that could be a lot of different bones? things. Is yeah, it, does he have a stress fracture in there? Yeah. Right, who knows? Um, it's but big this news. Is, this is why, you know, when you look at uh, the preseason, you know, previews and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you don't know no, until, no. you know... All it takes is a team again losing a quarterback. This is they put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket. This oh, absolutely, which was a risky basket when he's healthy. And all right, let's talk about this for a while. He has a pretty extensive injury history now, you know, and a lot of it I attributed to reckless play, which also translates to the type of quarterback he is. Where's the Superman cape? You know, no plays ever dead. He does, doesn't live to play another day. Things are breaking down around him. And, boy, he's been in some tough situations the last couple of years with just an unbelievable amount of Eagles O-line injuries and bad receivers. But he doesn't understand that sometimes punting is not so bad or throwing it away or sliding or – I don't know how he got hurt in practice. I assume he wasn't breaking 10 tackles in practice. Right. But – I mean, it's been a recurring thing with him with injuries. And I had, I guess I still do, have hope that the Frank Reich-Wentz connection can be successful for the Colts. But, man, he's a tough guy to bet on. Here's the thing. Okay, let's say he misses. I mean, luckily it's July. It's yeah. It's not a month from now. But if he has surgery, right. you know, and it's a foot. He certainly is not going to play down in the preseason right. the Colts. Do, you know, let's say he misses the first Three weeks of the regular season. Okay. Yeah. Here's who they're here's here's their schedule. Seattle at home. Wow. They're definitely a dog in that game without wins. The Rams at home. Wow. At Tennessee. Yeah, which is a crucial, <laughs> crucial I mean, that's a two horse race in that division. Yeah. And you could be o- you down could be o- and three. One. Right. Week four at Miami. Right. That's no gimme. Week five at Baltimore. Wow. Maybe even stick with Easton by then. Yeah. By week six, they, they place Houston at home in week six. Okay. They could be 0-5. They could be 0-5. 5. 5. Right. Wow. You start the season 0-5. I don't care if you're, you know, 17 games or not. Right. You're 0-5. I mean. If you're 1-4 coming out of that stretch, like, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Wow. I, I didn't look at the schedule. But, you know, two of your home games, you flush down the toilet possibly. You yeah. Know? Then the biggest game in the well, – there's two big, huge division games. And you don't have your guy. And then you mentioned there's two pretty tough games after that. Playoff-type teams. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, <laughs> some, two small silver linings are, well, you probably don't give up the first-round pick because he probably doesn't get the Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's the other side of, side of that, right, yeah. With that, that trade hanging out there, especially if you go 0-6. And, and now all of a sudden the, the Eagles are, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the Eagles. Well, the Eagles are going to be a major player next year for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, not if they don't have that first, that second. Well, they first. get a second. They still have two firsts no matter what. But they, people are saying, no. well, they got they got three. They're in the best shape of anybody. Well, they might not they be. They do now. Yeah. This is bad news for the Eagles without yeah. question. Um, I guess it's interesting to see what they have in Eason. 
you know, at least I mean, that's the other silver lining I was going to come up with. It's probably they keep their first round pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting Frank Reich looking at that schedule is not thinking that way. Like, oh, right. hey, we get to find out what we got in Nick Eason. I mean, Tomlin didn't think of that <laughs> when Ben went down. Like, oh, great, we get to see Mason and this uh, duck dude looks kind of fun. Yeah, that, that, not at all. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the same situation. You're counting on one guy in a mid-round pick. I mean, it's not much different than what the Steelers did. And they don't have the Steelers' defense, and they have this awful schedule. Who knows? I would also worry, just with Wentz's personality, he comes back week one and it's like half-healed. And then someone steps on his foot and he's out. You know, like it just seems like that's, well, that's how That's the thing with, with him. And, and luckily for them, Reich does have a background with him. Mm-hmm. They've worked together before. Because you see this a lot of times when players change teams, you don't have that cachet buildup of knowing right, the player. Right, 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 right. He knows the player. That's a, that's a, a good know. point. Um, at the same time... Tomlin know, mentions that a lot, like during the season yeah. of, I just don't know if I can... can What can he give me on game day without practicing all that week? That was the thing was when they when they or, made the trade with for Vance McDonald. A few yeah, ago. that was the example I was thinking. You know, right. he would miss practices because he was nicked up. Um and they wouldn't play him because they didn't get they didn't have that cachet build up. Mm-hmm. There were times he could have you know he could have played on Sunday, but because he hadn't practiced during the week, they're like, well, we're just gonna well, yeah, this other him. guy practiced all week. We know him. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sit McDonald here. It wasn't that he was hurt? He was or They've injured. Never done it before. He was just yeah. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have that. They didn't have that tracker with him. We saw in in future years after that. McDonald would miss practice on Wednesday and Thursday and then play Sunday. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, after you know the player and trust him a little more, and uh, it's kind of a two-way street. But even if Wentz knows this system and it's very similar to what he had success with in Philly, he doesn't know the receivers. I right. mean, all this practice time he misses is crucial. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a, mean, it's a really big deal, especially looking at that schedule. The, t- the guys that win are the Titans. The Titans are a winner, and the teams that could be fighting for a playoff spot in the AFC. Mm-hmm. You know, Pittsburgh may be included. Yeah, right, Pittsburgh right. may be included, but this certainly changes because you looked at that AFC South and go, "Wow, you're getting two gimme wins against the Houston. Mm-hmm. You're getting, you know, maybe two gimme wins against Jacksonville." Sure. I'm just looking at that schedule for them. You know, that first five weeks is brutal. Brutal. Uh, then you get the Texans. Then you're at San Francisco. They're a dog in that game, even with Wentz. Then you get the Titans at home in Week Eight. Okay. Then you play the Jets. Okay. Then you get the Jaguars at home. That's a nice little stretch there, yeah. from Houston to the Jets. But then you're at Buffalo. Ooh, yeah. Tampa, and then Tampa Bay at home. Did they win? They, they must have won the division. Yeah. They, no, they didn't. Oh, well, did they or Tennessee win the division? I don't know. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Uh, Tampa Bay at home. Ooh. At Houston again. Then they have their bye in Week Fourteen. They would like an early bye. New England at home. At Arizona. Then they play the Raiders at home, then Jacksonville. I mean, I'm seeing like seven or eight losses. In best with, case scenario. With Wentz playing. Right, right, right. <laughs> they probably split with Tennessee no matter what. Yeah. Without them, they're, pro- they're probably 0-2. I mean, look at this guy. Okay, let's go through this. If Wentz plays and, and he's competent. Okay. That Seattle game is a toss-up at home. You think that's a pick game? Probably. Maybe I think Seattle, even yeah. a Indy minus one. Yeah. The Rams at home. They're Same thing. They're a dog there, yeah. I think. Yeah. At Even Tennessee, like, they're a dog in that game they're a dog with the healthy game. wins. Right. Assuming everybody's healthy yeah. on both sides. You know, which... At Miami's probably a, at least a pick em game. Yeah, could be hot, too. I mean, yeah. I would take Miami in that game right this second. At Baltimore, they're a dog. Mm-hmm. Houston, they're gonna they're favored. Mm-hmm. At San Francisco, they're a dog. They're a dog. Tennessee at home, 
They're probably favored. See yeah. how the first game it's matchup probably went. Two right. or three points, yeah, something yeah. like that. Jets at home, they're, they're, they're favored. Tennessee blew them out in the first one. Right. Yeah. Jaguars uh, at home, they're favored. Yeah, yeah. At Buffalo, they're a dog. They're definitely a dog. Tampa Bay at home, they're a dog. They're a dog. At Houston, they're, they're favored in that game. New England at home. That's going to depend on It'll them. be under three points yeah. either way, you know, see how everyone looks at that point. But, right. At like, Arizona. Mac Jones first start, who knows, you know. Yeah. At Arizona, they're dogs. Probably. Yeah. Very winnable game, but, yeah. Raiders at home, they're favored in that game. They are, yeah. At Jacksonville, favored in that yeah. game. Although they lost in Jacksonville last year. They did. Uh, that's the schedule. I mean. The second half of the season seems a lot easier than the first. But not if you dig yourself a big hole. But as I say, you might be in such a hole that. Let's Eason looked okay. Let's keep him in. You know, not, let's not give up the first round pick. Let's not give up the first round pick, and you might to the point where he can't hit seventy five percent anyway if he's already out six weeks or whatever. Well, if it's six yeah. weeks, they're done. I say they're done. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think it's good news for the Steelers. I think it's great news for the Titans. Yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked right now if the Titans don't win the division. I mean, it's, good, it's good news for Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, even like the Chargers. The Chargers. Miami, it's good news for right, Miami. Right, right. I mean, Miami plays them. They could get the tiebreaker yeah, in that, exactly. in that little that stretch. Yeah. That's the other That's the other part of the equation there is you're playing, uh, you know, you're playing the Titans. You lose that game down there. And all of a sudden you have to beat them the second time you, you don't have mm-hmm. the tiebreaker. You're playing at Miami. That's another tiebreaker. You're, you're playing yeah. at, at Baltimore. That's another tiebreaker. Yeah, and it's not so great. Um, actually, NFL Network's on right now without the the volume, and they have across the, the screen. Could the Colts be in the quarterback market? Well, I guess uh, what's his face? Reich also worked with Nick Foles. You gotta go back better. on that. Get back on that bus. Like, I mean, if that's the case, you know who the winner is. It's the Bears. If they can dump, <laughs> they can dump Nick Foles for a bag of footballs, great. I mean, I don't think that makes Indy any better. Well, the other part of the equation is we just saw Indianapolis earlier this week sign their right tackle. Big money. To big Smith, big yeah. money. Yeah. They still have to pay Quentin Nelson. They he's going to want more. He's going to want more. And you gave, less, you gave right. the, the right tackle $20 million or $18 million a mm-hmm. year. Um, They've had tons of cap space the last couple of years. They were one of the teams that you looked at going into next year. Well, that, it's Indianapolis and Pittsburgh have the most cap space. That's going to dry up pretty quick. That's going to dry up really quick. You yeah. start having to trade for quarterbacks and do those now, kind of things. If you do that kind of thing, if you got to pay yeah. Nick Foles, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> or bring Matt Schaub out of retirement or something crazy yeah. like that. I don't even know who's out there, but man. Um, tragic news. I mean, I guess best case scenario is maybe he's ready for week one. But I wouldn't trust him to be a high performer in week one yeah i mean nick Foles, he's, he's only getting four million dollars this year mm, i was thinking there's a lot more than that um well they gave him a signing bonus and everything yeah they paid him pretty yeah, his, his originally <laughs> his cap hit is uh, 6.66 million uh goes to 10.6 million next year but i guess they could swing it you could you could make that happen but you trade for nick Foles. no i was saying it's probably better than what they have i guess it wouldn't be the worst move i've ever heard uh, but man, that's a panic reaction that you didn't plan on doing. Didn't want to spend that money. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think this is bad, bad news for the Colts. Yeah, it's, I mean, I yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of like when Minnesota traded a first-round pick for Bradford when Bridgewater blew out his knee. I mean, they, they're probably looking at this. We just have to keep our head above water in that first. See how long it takes. Yeah, right. I mean, if right. you go two and three instead of one and four, we know how it's a big difference. Work, though. I mean, two weeks from now, we may have. Different news on this. Coming along well, we should be ready for the regular season. Did happen early. 
But man, all this practice time he misses is big. Yeah, like, new team, you know, new team, new city, new teammates. The Highly whole deal. volatile player too. Yeah, they actually just mentioned Gardner Minshew. That I would go after him before I go after Foles. Well, they can't. Jacksonville's Jackson's not going to get him. They're going to yeah. trade him in the division. Right, right. right. <laughs> That'd be silly. That ain't happening. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you're you're kind of limited in that respect. You know, you're not going to Mariota. Or... Yeah, the Dolphins aren't going to trade you Teddy Bridgewater. Well, because they don't have. They're not Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not going to give you Brissett back. No, hundred percent. I'm sure yeah. we come with a couple names. Mariota comes to mind. I but mean, if you're the, Ra- you know, if you're the Raiders and you're thinking, well, we're going to be fighting with those guys for a playoff spot. We're not I want a pretty good pick. We're not going to do that. I'll give you Foles for a six or seven. Yeah, I'm not giving you Mariota. For oh, if you're offense. the Bears, you, yeah, take him. Right, right, right. We <laughs> got two guys. He's our third quarterback. It's, and you're trading him. That's why you see a lot of times. Teams don't want to trade a player within the conference. Mm-hmm. That's a team you're going to be fighting with for a playoff spot. Right, right, right. You know, you're not going to make them better. Yeah, they're in big trouble, and there's seven spots for 16 teams, and it's four or five we know aren't in it anyway. Yeah. You know, that's why you know Mike Tomlin always says that uh, you know other teams don't feel bad about. Nobody else is worried about your problems, and ha- and most of them are happy you have them. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's 100 percent true, and. Exactly true in this instance. Yeah, I mean, especially that division. I mean, I think it's the worst division in the league, and yeah. one of the better teams just took a baseball bat to the head. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean that's shape. you know it, it, when you looked at that roster, it's like okay, they got a really good roster. Yeah, except at the quarterback position. Yeah, except the quarterback position, right? And I think it's a good roster, not a tremendous roster too. Their weapons are okay. Yeah. I think they're a well-coached team. I think it's a solid defense, but not a top five. But again, defense. playing in that division, they got they, oh, yeah. they had four gimmies. They now they, four they, gimmies. They, they, they the missed on one last that. year, yeah. losing to Jacksonville in the in the opener. Mm-hmm. But they could lose to Jacksonville without Wentz, Ooh, yeah. or with or with them, or with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah they lost to him. With, they lost to him last year with mm-hmm. with Rivers, and, and that was Rivers' first game. That was that was week one, yeah, and then that was in the week Jags one. Lost every other game. Yeah, <laughs> they were not a good football team. No, not at all. Man, this is big news, though. Yeah, it's, it kind of, uh, you know. I hate this part of football, It, though, it changes the, the whole dynamic in, in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, we've talked Even all with football, season. Even with like football outsiders, the Colts were one of those teams that, that they had with a higher win projection than the Steelers. Oh, that would change. I wonder how that changes now. Yeah. If, if, if Wentz is out for, you know, three or four games. Without question. It changes everything. It's one of the things I hate about football, though, because, you know, we've talked about it all offseason season. And it feels like we just wasted all that breath about Wentz and the Colts, and it all changes in a heartbeat. And it's a practice injury, you know. It's like, yeah. Oh man, but it's, it's a bummer. Every team's been there. There'll be other players who go down. About, you know, once the many, once many. the games start, you know, yeah. again, Dak Prescott with the strained side and, and things of that nature. That's not a big deal. No, but but he's not practicing. Yeah, and, I, I mean, know. I'll I'll still never forget you know being at training camp when when Kendall Simmons tore his ACL, mm. and uh, you know he, he he was having a a great camp looked like he okay. This looks like a first round draft pick. Yeah, right, right. And then he tears the ACL and you know and goes down. And it's just like, oh, well, there goes that. Right. You know? All the excitement, all the the talk we've had about the subject, all the the words have been written and poof, it's gone. Yeah, just like that. But the poof, the first hour of our show is gone. gone. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'll be back with hour two right after this.